Engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. I'm delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday if we can find who took the call screening computer out of the screening room. It's just not there. I don't know what happened. (laughs) We'll be with you a little bit. Uh, Important note, I have sent out the recipes. If you want the recipes... If you text the word singular, not plural, recipe, not recipes, but recipe to 33777, I'll send you back a link. You can follow it through. I put it in a PDF. It's in a Google Doc. You follow through, and you can get all the recipes. But the word to text is recipe, singular, to 33777, to 33777. Uh, You can find me online uh, at Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at by texting Eric to 33777. Now, I have to do a shameless plug, and I don't like to do this on radio. I genuinely despise doing what I'm, I'm going to have to do right here, but I have to do it for a particular reason. Uh, I want to be a radio guy. Everybody in radio, uh, it's too, you know, many of the shows that you listen to are podcasts that are then edited up to put on radio. I, I, I want to do live live radio. I want to do live radio. I realize I'm the last person on the planet who does, but I want to. I want you to listen to me live on the radio where there's breaking news. I cover it so that when you get the podcast next week, it's not timely. Uh, and so you tune in every day and keep up with the breaking news. And you can call me if you have a question. That's why we have 877-973-7425. You can't call into your local podcaster. But if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and subscribe to the podcast. It actually helps me. I don't like to promote the podcast. And I get annoyed when I listen to radio shows where they talk about their podcast because I want to talk to you on radio, not on the podcast. But uh, this is the day and age we live in, and it actually does help me if you also subscribe to the podcast. So text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'll send you the link. Or just put in the Eric Erickson Show online, and you can follow the podcast. You should subscribe. Even if you don't listen, just subscribe. It helps. I know. It's ridiculous. You should listen to me live on your local radio station. Now, it's Friday, you know, and, and there's not a lot of news, and so I can do something. I've meditated on this. I'm going to try to not get myself in trouble with you guys. I, I stay in trouble with y'all a lot because y'all know we don't always see eye to eye on Trump and stuff like that. And and I, I risk alienating my audience with what I'm about to say. And I don't mean to. Just, just listen. Because many of you, I think, I suspect, you've had the same experience. We'll get to the news. We'll get to the Senate issues, all that. But I just let me talk to you for a minute because I, I got a conundrum. There was a huge... Hamas protest outside the U.S. Capitol yesterday. They were demanding a ceasefire. It was all a bunch of pro-Hamas, pro-terrorist people. Can I just say, so before the show today, I spent 30 minutes with a a Jewish group from Atlanta, and and now they're spread out. There were some from California on the call, some were in Florida, 
all very nice people, and, and they just asked if I would join in and chat with them for a little bit. I was happy to. Spent 30 minutes with them on a Zoom call. One of the things we were talking about is just the the rapid resurgence of anti-Semitism in the world, not just the United States. In Atlanta, Georgia, where I am last night, there was a massive pro-Palestine march in the streets of Midtown, which is the highly progressive section of Atlanta, and they were chanting, Palestine will be free from river to sea, which is a call for the elimination of Israel. And at this point, they have to know it. At this point, you, you could say 10 years ago they were naive, even, even a month and a half ago naive. But at this point, it's very clear Hamas wants a Palestine from river to sea, and that means the elimination of the Jews, the Jewish people. It means the elimination of Israel. You have to know what it means. You got MSNBC out there trying to justify it and say, well, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a call for an optimistic future or some such. No, it's not. It's a call for the elimination of Israel. And you got all these people, like I've unfollowed several people who I've long followed. They were progressives, but I I had a friendly relationship with them. But I'm, I'm sorry, I just, I don't want to see you championing what amounts to the genocide of the Jews online. And you refuse to acknowledge that's what you're doing when you talk about freeing the Palestine uh, Palestine and the Palestinian people. You know, Israel doesn't occupy Gaza. If you believe that, you're an idiot. And I've seen some very smart people with PhDs and MDs and, and uh, law degrees and stuff, and they turn out to be idiots. They turn out to be propagandized, and they don't even recognize that they've been propagandized. They've been brainwashed. They don't recognize it. How do you deprogram these people? And I'm going to say something some of you are upset with me about. You're going to be mad at me, and so just don't don't change the channel. Just Just take it for what it is and move on. I don't see a lot of difference in a lot of the people who are dogmatically convinced the Dominion voting system machines through the election to Joe Biden. And I am these people who believe that that the Palestinian people are like being oppressed by Israel. You can't convince the Dominion voting system machine people they're wrong. You can't convince the Hamas people they're wrong. They just want to believe it. And it's one reason they can't accept contrary evidence. They can't accept evidence to the contrary. They can't accept evidence that, that shows what they believe isn't true. Like, for example, um, some of the people I know in Georgia who are just epistemically convinced that there were piles and piles of absentee ballots that were in pristine condition and they were passed through. Well, yeah, listen, there are early ballot, early absentee ballots that don't have creases and, and look to be very pristine because if the absentee ballot came in and was torn up in the mail, they fill out a new one and it's a pristine ballot. That's why it has no creases and no folds and stuff like that. But, oh, no, 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 they, they come up with excuses. In the same way that the pro-Hamas people come up with excuses to say, well, they didn't really chop off the heads of the babies. That's that's AI-generated images. Oh, the father and the son who were tied together and burned alive. That was actually an artificially generated image by a computer because they can't bring themselves to process other facts because it would mean they got to turn the car around and go in the opposite direction, and they refuse to do that. They don't want to process information that would force them to change their mind. And so they block out the information. And so I, I say all of that to get to this point. I'm stunned with the people on the left and the right who have embraced the Hamas party line. And I'm also stunned by the people, can't believe I'm saying this, but the people who I really don't like who are on the, the right side.
So you have this massive protest of, of the, the Hamas supporters at the steps of the U.S. Capitol yesterday, and John Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania, walks past a crowd of Hamas sympathizers waving an Israeli flag. I don't like the guy politically, but talk about strange new respect. I'm like, you know what? Realize you're, you're, you're not one of the bad guys. I disagree with you politically on a host of things, socially, culturally, morally, philosophically. I disagree with you, but, but you're not on the side of this explicit evil. And I'm glad about it because I, 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 can, I can look at you now and say, look, we disagree on all this stuff. But if you're on the side of Israel, I can't be nasty to you because you're, you're willing to stand up and be bullied and badgered by the left for what is for the right side of things. God bless you for it, even if I disagree with you on all this other stuff. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, y'all, oh, this one hurts me. And look, I'm not saying this because I have evidence of her guilt of something and I don't want to die. I, I'm just, I, I, ah! She goes on The View and she, like, lectures that racist Sonny Houston who, who's just peddling the Hamas talking points. And she suddenly digs at Barack Obama, who, who tried to do this both sides, we're, we're all to blame except for me, sort of nonsense. And she sticks it to him very diplomatically, where it doesn't even seem like she was sticking it to him, but that's what she was doing about how wrong he is. And she does this to a crowd that, that's, that's sympathetic to, to Hamas. And she's willing to do it, and she makes the case, and she explains the history and says, you know, the Palestinians were given a state, and they turned it down. You don't hear that from the pro-Hamas side. You don't hear that Israel forcibly evicted 50,000 people from Gaza and left behind all of their infrastructure and gave it to the Palestinians. You don't hear that from the pro-Hamas side. You don't hear that from the idiots marching in the streets or on college campuses. You don't hear that. And yet it's true. It, it's absolutely God's honest truth true. And she did that to that crowd. God bless her for it. And I guess what I'm getting at is it's really, really easy to look at so everybody on the other side and say, well, they're not just my opponents, but they're evil. And there are some. We're seeing some. But we're seeing some on our side, too. Look at Candace Owens, who is still out there peddling her anti-Semitism. Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA the other day was blasting Jewish dollars. I mean, that's like definitionally anti-Semitism to be blasting Jewish money. It's it's the Jews who corrupted the system and, and socially corrupt. That literally is a definition of anti-Semitism to blame the Jews and their money for something you don't like is anti-Semitism. And he's doing it. And, and uh, Turning Point USA is, is filled up with a bunch of anti-Semites. I mean, they, they've got all these anti-Semitic uh, talking point influencer people on social media blasting Israel and the Jews. And he is on our side of the aisle, and he's engaging in this Jewish dollar anti-Semitism. This is what Candace Owens is doing. She's out there. She can't make up her mind on anything. She's got to do her research. And her research led her to believe that the Jews were forcing Muslims to live in the Muslim quarter of Israel. And that's not true at all. She really believed that the Muslim quarter in Jerusalem was proof of Jewish segregation of the Muslims. There's a Christian quarter in Armenian quarter, a Jewish quarter, and a Muslim quarter in the old city, and it's where those groups of people chose to live, just, just for the record. Anti-Semitism is one of the oldest 
evils of Western society. And you got people on the left and the right who are engaged in it. And I just, I can philosophically, vehemently disagree with Hillary Clinton and not care for her and say, you know what? God bless her for standing up to these people. I can dislike John Fetterman for a whole lot of stuff and a lot of his policies, but God bless the man for standing for Israel, for waving the flag. We can agree to disagree on a whole lot of stuff, but on this, on the fight between real good and real evil, and it really is. They're on the right side there, and and I'm not going to not praise them because I'm afraid I might make somebody on the right mad because you got Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk peddling anti-Semitism on my side. And while I would agree with them on so much politically in this day and age, I, I'm sorry, but when you're on the airwaves and you're on your podcast and stuff and you're peddling blatant anti-Semitism, you should be called out. I mean, Hillary Clinton and John Fetterman are more right on this issue than them. Strange new respect for people. I just I guess the point is at the end of the day, we get so used to hating people on the other side who we disagree with. And sometimes, like I say all the time, if we don't clean up our own side, the voters will. At some point, you got to recognize there are people on the other side who we really disagree with on a lot of stuff and think they're not great people. But on this issue, they're on the right side. And that shows some level of character and conviction for them that I didn't know they had. And I'm I'm dumbfounded by it. I I, I can't believe it. I, I I really can't. But I'm also I'm happy to see it because I know the hate I get on my side when I deviate from something that has become orthodoxy on my side. And on their side, the orthodoxy has become anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism rules the roost. It's what you get uh, all hours of the day on MSNBC outside of Morning Joe. It's what you get in the New York Times, the Washington Post. And John Fetterman is willing to walk through a crowd of Hamas sympathizers waving an Israeli flag. God bless the man. I just, strange new respect. I guess it goes both ways. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday. Be patient with me, though. Uh, This is a short segment. 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program? I want to make an observation Oh, you know the movie Red Dawn and, and all? We're, we're headed towards some sort of blue dawn. Watching these progressives supporting Hamas in the streets of America, college students, college professors, reporters. 750 reporters in this country have signed a letter essentially saying uh, the media is too sympathetic to Israel and, and not being honest in its coverage of what happened. And we now know that uh, multiple freelancers for these news organizations participated with Hamas on the October 7th slaughter of the Israelis. Um, I'm stockpile. You're, you go go take yourself a, an NRA-approved gun safety class and keep yourself safe. I mean, God bless the Second Amendment in this country because uh, the, these these terrorists and their sympathizers are marching into the streets of the United States. They're not scared. They're, they're brazen. Uh, many of them increasingly violent. The Antifa types are increasingly violent. They're burning down cities across America. They're threatening Jews. They're beating people up in the streets. Uh, had a college professor kill a Jewish man in, in Los Angeles on the sidewalk a couple of days ago. I'm telling you, these are dangerous times we're living in. They are. And you got to take care of your, your own family's safety because by the time you call 911 and the police show up, it could be too late. It's more and more of my Jewish friends are taking firearm safety classes and buying guns. And I don't blame them in the least. I do not blame them for doing that. These are insane times we live in, and, and the Biden administration can't just speak clearly. they got to nuance and talk out of both sides of their mouth. 
Recently, 10 regional banks have had their credit downgraded. Now they're going to keep making profits. They might get a bailout. They could get sold to a mega bank. But what about you? What about your stock? What about your money? My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about a secret war on cash. It is an all-out assault on our freedoms led by the government and major corporations. With soaring interest rates squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America can educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets now. Go read their report, Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free by calling or texting 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It is spreading with the help of corporations that just want you to use a credit card now. They don't want you to use cash anymore. It's crazy. Go read it. It's free. All you do, you mention my name, Eric Erickson. When you call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. SwissAmerica.com slash Eric or 800-289-2646. Message and data rates apply. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. It is an open line Friday. Let me go take Elizabeth's phone call. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Eric. I'm fantastic. So I'm calling about the tax brackets that got published today, right, for next year. And I wanted to share with your listeners in Georgia that we have a new dollar-for-dollar tax credit that helps youth in foster care. And it's called the Fostering Success Act. So, you know how deductions for charity, they reduce your taxable income. Uh But a tax credit, it comes right off the bottom line. It, It reduces your whatever your final tax bill was, you can take that tax credit and you're going to reduce the state taxes that you pay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so that's also the, um, what is it? The, the opportunity scholarship for, for private schools as well is operates similarly. Um, gosh. Right. Yeah. So it, this, it, yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, so I volunteer with an organization that serves young people who are homeless in foster care. And so we were so excited last year to see the Georgia legislature pass this. And it's called, if your listeners want to look it up, it's called the Fostering Success Act Tax Credit. And all you do is you go online to the Georgia Tax Center and you log in just like if you were going to pay your estimated taxes. And there's, they've got a link there that says Manage My Credits. You know, we, we hear about film tax credits and different, you know, corporate credits. All you do is go manage my credits and look for the Fostering Success Act. And you tell them how much you want to donate, and they pre-authorize you for to take that credit. And then you just make your donation to the charity. You choose the charity, and then you go online and make your donation, and they'll send you a form you can give to your accountant next spring with your taxes. Oh, that's fantastic. That does make it easy. Elizabeth, thanks very much for that. Thank you very much for that. There, You know, there, there are states are more and more using tax credits. So tax credits are the money you've paid. So if you owe the state of Georgia $1,000 or the state of what you pick your state, you owe $1,000. Well, a tax credit, you when you give that money somewhere else that's approved for the tax credits, 
uh, and you've given that $1,000 somewhere else, well, now you don't owe Georgia $1,000 because you've given it somewhere else and, and the state allows you. Uh, the Opportunity Scholarship, I will tell you guys, and let me put in a plug. You can, as well, while I'm thinking about this one, not to complete with, compete with Elizabeth here, Georgia Opportunity Scholarship. Um, so in Georgia, you can uh, go to goalscholarship.org, goal, G-O-A-L, scholarship.org. And you can also, like, redirect your taxes there. So you've paid Georgia uh, in, under your withholding for your income tax money. You can redirect part of it to cover a private school for kids who want to get out. If you support school choice, you should do this. Uh, and if you want a school, if you put in, say, um, Covenant Academy, that's my kid's school, um, it, it boosts the scholarship for them or, or whichever private schools participate in your area. Uh, more and more states are doing this as a backdoor way for school choice. I hope the state of Georgia expands real school choice. There are 18 Republicans in South Georgia who are the impediment to school choice in the state. And hopefully they will change their minds before the legislative session begins in January. Um, we got to get kids out of public schools. Y'all, I, I just, in, in all honesty... I think one of the best things you can do for your family today is to, if you got kids, get them out of government-run schools. Look at these morons in the streets who are marching for Hamas. And they don't even recognize they're marching for Hamas, but they're chanting all of Hamas' slogans. River to sea and stuff like that. River to sea, Palestine will be free. There's no such thing as Palestine. There, there literally is not a thing called Palestine. Do you know what Palestine is? Palestine is when the Roman emperors drove the Jews out of Israel, they renamed the territory Palestine. There's never been a Palestinian nation. There's never really been a Palestinian people. It's a group of uh, tribal Arab groups that in, in the converted to Islam when Muhammad came through, and they happened to live in that area. They lived in what was the Palestinian, Palestine protectorate, not a country that descended from the Roman Empire to the Byzantine Empire to the Ottoman Empire to the British Empire. It's never been a nation. And for people to be marching in the streets on this, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, this is, this is ridiculous to me. To, to claim you support Palestine, there, there was a chance to have a Palestine. There was. There was a chance to have a Palestine in the late 1990s. Bill Clinton and the Israeli government offered Yasser Arafat the opportunity to have the two-state solution that the Palestinians said they wanted. And he said no. Yasser Arafat said no. And ever since then, there's been a West Bank government that represents the Palestinian people there. There's been a Gaza government, which is Hamas, that represents the people there. But there's never been a, an independent Palestinian country. There never has been. They turned it down. Um, they turned it down. Not Israel. Them. And Israel forced 50,000 Israelis out of Gaza to give the people of Gaza self-control and self-government. And what did they do? They handed their country over to Hamas or their land over to Hamas. That's the actual truth. That's the actual history. This whole idea that somehow the Israelis were invaders, that they were occupiers who've occupied the land, they're not the occupiers, they're the original people of the land. You have archaeological historic evidence of the Israeli people owning this land going back to 1800 B.C. There's never been a Palestinian people. It's a figment created by a Roman emperor who hated the Jews. To see these people march in the streets, get your kids out of public school, y'all. Get your kids out of public school. Meanwhile, you got the situation. The Washington Post has sided with Hamas. The Washington Post is increasingly letting the inmates run the asylum. So they published a cartoon the other day at the Washington Post. 
It was to highlight this cartoon that Hamas is using the children of the Gaza Strip as human shields. So the cartoon showed the leader of Hamas giving a press conference. And he had tied to him on his head and on his thighs and on his chest, had babies tied to him. And he's giving a speech, and he's also got a woman tied behind, tied to his back. And he's got a, got a, his speech is, how dare Israel attack civilians? And it shows the leader of Hamas using a woman and children as human shields. And Sally Busby, the editor of the Washington Post, has pulled the cartoon as deeply malicious, deeply racist, and full of bias and prejudice. Because those were the complaints made by the Washington Post staff. It's actually true. It is an accurate depiction of what the leader of Hamas is doing, using women and children as human shields so they get killed instead of him when Israel comes calling. It's an accurate depiction. And the Washington Post bowed to staff pressure and pulled it down and apologized. The Washington Post has been taken over by terrorist sympathizers. The New York Times came first, of course. The New York Times was filled up with people who they didn't like Tom Cotton's uh, op-ed about sending in the troops to shut down the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They, they got upset about it. The editors who published it were forced to apologize and they were fired. You've got these major media institutions that have been captured, not just by the ideological left. They've always been captured by the ideological left, but that wing of the ideological left that supports terrorism. The Associated Press and CNN had on their payroll a freelancer in Gaza who participated with Hamas in the October 7th attacks. It sounded unbelievable, but the guy put up pictures of himself on October 7th throwing grenades at the Jews. They have fired him. They have parted ways with him. I expect he'll be hired by MSNBC and probably given his own TV show. MSNBC has a reporter, or editor rather, who signed as one of the 750 names of reporters and journalists upset that too much of the media is too sympathetic to Israel and not sympathetic enough to the plight of Hamas. These are enemies already on the inside. They're not at the gate. They've stormed through the gate. They've captured institutions. They've captured colleges and universities. They've captured newsrooms across America. There's no difference between the Washington Post at this point and Hamas's in-house propaganda organ. Jeff Bezos must be so proud he's giving the terrorists their due at the Washington Post. You should all be horrified by this. When Donald Trump called the press the enemy of the people, they weren't gunning down Jews in the streets. And now they actually are. They're on the payroll, or they were at CNN and the Associated Press. Absolutely absurd that this is what the American press corps come to. There are still great journalists out there. There are. Kudos to Jake Tapper at CNN for calling out members of the press. You know, most of the members of the press are defending the freelance reporter who was with Hamas on October 7th. Uh, Jake Tapper is Jewish. He takes this issue seriously. He's been over there. He's seen the video evidence, and he's been calling out members of the press. Wolf Blitzer, too, on CNN. But you got people at CNN like Christian Amanpour and Fareed Zakaria who are just carrying water for Hamas, but that's not nearly as extensive as what's happening at MSNBC. And then you got the Candace Owens and the Charlie Kirks of the world peddling their anti-Semitism. You should all be disturbed. You should be disturbed by the amount of anti-Semitism on the right. We expect it on the left. 
with the progressives and the Ibram Kindies and the and the uh, Taneshi Coats of the world and all of them. You, you, you expect it. But to see it on the right, to see it in full force, to see it in all of its glory, reveling in the death of Jews, we should all be appalled by what's happening. We should be appalled that the Washington Post, funded by Jeff Bezos, took down an accurate cartoon showing what Hamas does with human shields because the staff of the Washington Post were offended by an accurate depiction of Hamas because the staff are pro-Hamas. We've got the terrorists and their sympathizers preparing our nightly news for us. We should all be warned and act accordingly. No wonder so many media institutions are going bankrupt. Now, let me move on to other things. But first, let me tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can get three of them for less than $200 right now at EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Eden like the Garden of Eden, pure is the driven snow. EdenPureDeals.com. You'll see a discount code box that you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms. They eliminate odors. They eliminate pet odors, litter box odors, smoke odors, cooking odors, frying odors, musty odors, mildew odors. They trap the pollen and they trap the dust floating through the air. They work. They're a little bigger than the size of your hand. You can plug them up with a USB cord in a car. If you've got a rental car and someone smoked in it, it wipes out those odors. Plug it up directly into the wall. Wherever you need them, get three. Upstairs, downstairs, basement, RV, travel bag. Wherever you need them, three for less than $200. You save $200. You get free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now. This other program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are in the nation, if you're in charge of the finances of a business, you're buying a building, 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 buying a franchise, First Liberty can help you. Those are the sorts of deals they do. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. Now, let me go next to Dave. Welcome to the show, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic and showing steady improvement. Thank you. Got a question for you. Maybe a, not just a fly in the ointment, it may be a cow in the ointment of the <laughs> Trump uh, case in Fulton County. A question, I would like to hear your analysis on this. If Judge McAfee is faced with a subpoena from, I think it's Harrison Floyd, Mm-hmm. about uh, wants to prove he's not lying, so he wants to subpoena all of the voting records and the Secretary of State records to prove he's not lying, which would take many, many months. If the judge grants this, he knows he's going to extend the, uh, the trial process for a long time. If he denies it, is he opening himself and the court up to a federal uh, complaint of denial of due process? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, so Harrison Floyd is the was head of black voters for Trump in Georgia. He His defense is essentially that the election was stolen and that Donald Trump legitimately did win the election. And so he has asked for uh, lots of documents like uh, images of ballots cast in Fulton County, Georgia, absentee ballots and things like that. Uh, and the judge is weighing that. My suspicion is the judge will deny it 
for uh, a legal reason, and that is because the Secretary of State did the recount and because the Secretary of State and the governor certified the election, uh, the presumption is that the election was not stolen and that it was legitimate. And though Harrison can argue it actually was, uh, the legal presumption is that uh, the election is over, the election was not stolen uh, because it was there was a certified recount um, and the Secretary of State uh, certified the election after investigation. Now, he can try to make the case that the Secretary of State was in on it and the Secretary of State uh, was part of the problem. I don't think that's going to go very far. And, and again, you can think that the election was stolen and Harrison Floyd is convinced the election was stolen. Uh, but the opportunity to challenge it is not now. The opportunity to challenge it was in tw- the end of 2020. Uh, the election was certified, so the default presumption is that the election was was fine, uh, and you won't you, you're not allowed to go back and revisit things that were previously concluded as fine. And remember as well, and this is important. This actually is an important nugget for this is that the Trump team actually did file challenges in Georgia on hosts of information. And they were thrown out of court by a Trump-appointed federal judge. The Trump team was thrown out of court, um, uh, failing. And the Trump team says we were never given an opportunity to present evidence. And the judge's position is they did present evidence, and it was crap. Um, and so he threw it out. So uh, you can get. You, I, I know that Trump supporters will keep lit- relitigating this, and and this is his defense that it was a stolen election. But when you've got federal judges who weighed the evidence presented by the Trump team, and they did present evidence and arguments and threw it out and said, uh, no, you're wrong, then the current court is bound by the prior court's decisions at the federal level that the election was not stolen and the impropriety claimed was not real. There is a pending case over uh, absentee ballots in Fulton County that has continued. Uh, That case was thrown out once a court of appeals reinstated it. It doesn't look like it's going to get a lot of traction. Um, The claims have gotten wilder and wilder that there were like 150,000 absentee ballots that were pristine, no creases. It's actually 150,000 ballots cast, some of which were pristine, and those more likely than not were because the absentee ballot came in torn up and they had to be reprocessed so they could go through the machine. That happens all the time. Um, I just don't think you're going to be able to relitigate the 2020 election since federal courts and state courts in Georgia already dismissed those claims and the Secretary of State, the governor, certified it and Congress approved the election as legit. Um, You're kind of now bound by that. Whether you want to be or not, you are. We'll see what the judge rules on. Harrison Floyd's attorneys have already pulled back one subpoena. They didn't uh, weigh it or didn't submit it. The judge is now looking at the other two. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll give it to them. Maybe he will. Either way, whether he does or doesn't, this case isn't going to trial next year. I I talked about this yesterday, that the RICO case in Georgia against Donald Trump, it is a long way off. You've got federal cases will take priority. The cases filed ahead of time will take priority. Um, The the jury selection in and of itself could take a year, uh, let alone all the other arguments and stuff. So I don't think so. When we come back, I'll I'll take more of your phone calls, 877-973-7425. But the Senate... The United States Senate, the Republicans now all but guaranteed to pick up West Virginia. What's the lay of the land for the GOP? It's actually pretty good for the GOP next year when it comes to fighting for the Senate.